Hey, you're listening to the Fat Boy Show, and it's a beautiful Tuesday. It is the 4th of May, 2021. Coming up on the program, the truth about cats and dogs. Stick around for that wild ride. And uh, at 10 o'clock, we'll have uh, Rashida, who will take you for five hours on an exciting ride known as the RX Mix. Yesterday's RX Mix was quite enjoyable. Uh, tune in today uh, and uh, enjoy uh, the same magic courtesy of Rashida right here on your number one station, RX Radio. And then at 3, that's when Crystal comes in with uh, The Groove. And then at 7, yeah, the RX Top 10. And then at uh, nine, 8 o'clock, Harmony will be on there with uh, Nice Stream Harmony, who we spoke uh, you know, moments ago. She was our featured guest on today's edition of Filmscope UG, brought to you by DSTV Uganda. It's all nothing but good times here on your favorite station, RX Radio. Good morning, I am Fatboy, and I'm here with Olive. Now to our favorite topic, COVID-19. We've discussed, it's like from the beginning as we talk about, from the beginning of the Fat Boy Show, ever since we started doing the shows, we always got to talk about COVID. But how can we not? It's all around us and uh, it seems inescapable. Even as time goes on, there's always something that's going to bring it back to the front page. And uh, right now, we're all, of course, concerned about what's happening in India and that these all these uh, emergent new strains that could threaten the ongoing vaccination programs because, hey, you know, when they develop vaccines, they develop them for particular strains. And if new ones pop up, well, then that introduces new challenges, doesn't it? However, there is hope in India's indigenous vaccine which was found to neutralize the virulent COVID-19 variant that has been circulating in so far now 21 countries, including Uganda. Uh, We have this variant. It's called the B1617 variant of COVID-19. It's in Uganda. uh, And uh, Kenyans are currently worried that it'll get into their country. It seems they haven't yet detected a case there. But uh, a vaccine known as Covaxin, which was approved for emergency use in January the 3rd, While still under clinical trials, has been found to neutralize this variant of COVID-19. It has apparently an efficacy of 78%, and it's also able to neutralize the UK variant. That one was also detected in Kenya, by the way, that UK variant. And so it looks like uh, for those who are receiving AstraZeneca, (laughs) for, for people like Olive who got the AstraZeneca vaccine, uh, now that there's concern about the Indian variant, if it were to spread more widely and become sort of the next big uh, pandemic wave, because, you know, the government has been warning us of a new upcoming wave. And if it turns out to be courtesy of the Indian strain, does that mean you'll have to get vaccinated with the new uh, Covaxin in order to be protected against that strain? Um, I don't know. <laughs> the health ministry has not really said much on that front. It could be partly because they want to use the dosages they have right now uh, so that they finish them before they give us this other news that, hey, <laughs> you need the vaccine now. <laughs> so with each new strain, there's going to be a new vaccine that's going to prove uh, allegedly prove effective against it. Uh, and I don't. I, it just seems like a cycle that's never going to end. Uh, you're going to be getting vaccines every year for a new strain, Olive. So thank you for trying. Thank you for doing your part to get the vaccination. When are you going for the second injection? I'm supposed to go for the second injection sometime in June. But I'll tell you this, fat boy. If it is said that those who took AstraZeneca need to take another shot... I'll take it. Another vaccine. I don't mind. As long as they don't kill me, I'm good. (laughs) 
Well, that's the problem. And even from the story I was sharing with you, mm. it was approved for emergency use. So a lot of these, a lot of, by the way, a lot of the vaccines that are being uh, utilized, these are like, been, they have not been subjected to long-term clinical trials. What they have received approval for is for emergency use. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, anyway, the strain from India seems to be the worst of them all so far. I hear that one also attacks the under 30s. Yes, right? and uh, and children. And children. So previously we've been consoling ourselves that it's the elderly mm-hmm. that um, are mostly affected from COVID-19. But with the Indian strain, they're saying even those below 35 are suffering. But with uh, India's population and that country, for some reason... I um you've lived there by the way so you can correct me. It seems like their hygiene is lacking. And uh honestly, I don't know if many of us were surprised that something like this is happening. I expected something like this to happen in so, India at the beginning of the pandemic. So India is one of those inter- interesting countries and you're right. I was there for 3 years. I studied my undergraduate course there, 3 years in the late 90s. And a lot of what I'm seeing on TV as is, that is happening in India, to me, doesn't strike me as particularly unique. I was used to seeing that kind of imagery uh, often mm. uh, while I was there um, because the country, for all the wealth it has, it has a terrible, terrible income disparity. Yes. Uh, the super rich are super rich. Yes. But the super poor... A uh, super poor. A uh, super. You would rather be an African mm. than be a, a poor Indian in India. And there is even the what? What is it called? The caste, caste system. The caste yes, system, which that. is quite horrendous, and it keeps people like like really impoverished. Mm. And so, a lot of people are just living on a razor's edge. Mm. You know that uh, essentially, there's from life to death the difference between life and death is razor thin in that country for a particular category of people who are the most vulnerable mm. and so to hear about uh, you know thousands uh, perishing from from covid it's not surprising it's, it's not surprising and old and also let's get some perspective i think when you want to uh, evaluate the impact covid might be happening in a country by death rates you want to look at death rate per capita meaning uh, don't just count the total number of people who are uh, perishing in India and say this that like that number alone should be uh, of concern. You want to look at it more broadly and look at it as it's uh, it in proportion to its national population. Because when look when you look at the current death rate and then you measure it against this national population, what you end up with is a fatality rate which isn't that dissimilar, not uniquely dissimilar to what we see in other places. It's just with a population of a billion people, you know, if if you lose even 1% of the population, that's like going to be tens of thousands. So I think that's partly why we're being, you know, we're having the reaction we're having with regards to India. We forget that they have a huge population. Okay, they have a huge population. Fine. Still. So, so if 4,000 people died in Uganda... In a day. In, that's like a lot. Even in India. This is, this is where more I normally... Die. <laughs> See, more people die in India per day from tuberculosis, from diarrhea. It's just... Do it they never, lose it, about 4,000 people yes, in it, a day? It never makes news. That's so where do you get your information if it never makes news? 
that's the thing. Do you think me, I rely on the fake news? Give us where you get your information because your other sources are what I would call fake news. Too. It's not, you see, it's not that the news doesn't, it. it's, it's just, it's not reported. Like, if you want to know how many people die of diarrhea, those numbers are not impossible to find. It's just the news pays no, in, has no interest in it uh, because diarrhea isn't a big seller. Um, recently, anyway. recently they did. Uh, CNN was exposed in an undercover sting. <laughs> There's a reporter who talked to a CNN senior producer, pretending to be a woman interested in him, and so she was just asking him questions. They were on a Tinder date. They met on a dating app, and then he was there yapping about his job at CNN as a senior producer. And she was like, "Hey, guy, you guys overreport on COVID." And the guy was like, "Yeah, you. Eh, it's a money maker. Eh, it, it, it it's a ratings booster." Even our owner, the Jeff Zucker, the CEO, he's always asking us, "You guys, I'm not seeing COVID in the screen. Put more COVID. Put the numbers. Put death number. Put death fatalities." And apparently, there's it, there's a business reason as to why they like to amplify it. It's because when people are scared of something, they watch more TV uh, pertaining to that subject, and which is why the media sort of. Uh, understandably is the, is treating the India crisis as and not to be too cynical about it but perhaps the cynicism is merited really for, for the media this for them is a ratings bonanza so they're gonna milk it for everything that it's worth it still doesn't take away the fact that people in India are dying seriously people everywhere are dying of something every day yes but they're not dropping dead in such huge numbers in a day. You have to give that credit. That's why I'm saying you have to put it into perspective. Do you remember that's how they first started showing us the seeds from Wuhan? Until they found that some of the videos that were circulating weren't even having anything to do with COVID. Um, but it's just that it gave a nice uh, footage for the story that they wanted to share. So you got to be careful. Um, all I'm saying, look, is treat the disease as serious, of course. But uh, put things into proper perspective so that you can make better sense of what's going on. Because if you make decisions just based on emotions that uh, arise from shocking footage that you're being shown, first ask yourself, why are you being shown that footage and not footage of other calamities and catastrophes that are happening uh, in different for different diseases and in different countries? Why only this? Why to this extent? And uh, pay attention to that because... Uh, your governments are going to form policies based on those sorts of narratives that are being shared. So, for example, now they're saying you can't travel to India or you can't travel from India to many parts of the world, right? Uh, didn't they say that about China initially? And then China, you know, the city of Wuhan, that was the epicenter for COVID. A few months later, they were throwing parties and bashes <laughs> and discos. Remember, did you see those pictures? Yeah, but those guys were in lockdown for, I think, a longer time than many countries have. So, they were in a lockdown for about five, six months. It was like completely locked. Well, all I'm saying is that uh, I don't think China went into a, na- a total national lockdown. But no, As in Wuhan. All I'm saying is perspective, perspective. Ultimately, make up your own mind about what you wish to believe, uh, but act responsibly and uh, treat your health as your personal responsibility. And you're listening to The Fat Boy Show. Stay tuned for more great music. The Truth About Cats and Dogs is next. More variety for your workday. We love the best. Variety music. Every day. I love it.
The Fat Boy Show.